1: Listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network, hosted by the two most banging dudes in podcasting, Loose Cannon and Baco. They'll do anything for love. I'm talking reach around, wet work, literally anything. Nobody
2: can let you find-
1: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco. Uh, you know me mainly as a true New Yorker, but I am joined, as always, <laughs> by the enigmatic uh, Luz Cannon. Luz, how are you tonight?
3: I am well. I am mysterious, mystical, mystifying, Ooh, uh, inexplicable, and curious, and cryptic, and baffling, as always. Yeah, what do you think you're, about the, those you're the great
1: my- Mysterio. I love those adjectives. Yeah, I just had I had Rob...
3: I Rob, unpacked uh,
1: my adjectives tonight. <laughs>
3: Rob Halford stopped over, so I, yeah. I'm full of full of words
1: tonight. A schoolhouse rock humor for those uh, who are not familiar with references older than Loose Cannon's movie references. Fresh. Another fresh reference by Baco. <laughs> fresh like the dust of,
3: uh, I don't know. Let's, let me cut that out. Okay, so. <laughs> fresh. So, yeah, man. So, this episode I've kept you in the dark on, and I think it's going to be very easy for you to – to have some conversation and, and jumping off points on the bands we're going to talk about. But you have no idea what we're going to talk about tonight,
1: correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, best guess, you're coming out of the closet. <laughs> oh, I've been out of the closet a long time. Oh, okay, cool. But, but
3: I mean, just out of the closet. I Pan. Mean, at, one point, at one point, I was in the closet getting some socks, jerk socks, and now I'm out.
1: <laughs> okay, not where I was going, but that's cool. <laughs> so
3: anyway, uh, qu- qu- quick quick side note: um, we had somebody coming over to in to the podcast office to buy the desk I have here, and uh, my
1: wife wanted to clean up the office real quick. It was, you know, it was one of those. Ooh, greatest. that's never good. That's never
3: good. You know, I know. But we, we did
1: she <laughs> check your internet history too?
3: <laughs> I always clear it. Oh, that's um, good. But, that's good. I got mine uh,
1: set on auto, you know, clear uh,
3: so every hour.
1: But, <laughs> Every but time anyway, I so, close, baby, boom,
3: it's, <laughs> it's wiped. Wipe clean everything I've ever done on this computer.
1: Here's, yeah. here's a tip. Use the guest <laughs> There's a Cobra hack for you. The Cobra hack, use <laughs> guest Wipe user. your goddamn internet history. <laughs> <laughs> you might die.
3: Anyway, so uh, so she just to clean up the office to have somebody from Craigslist come over here to check out the desk I want to sell. And oh, that she, seems safe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, so then she calls. She calls me up and she goes, "I am so embarrassed." And I go, "What?" She's like, "The the people from Craigslist came over and looked at the desk, and a pair of your jerk socks were hanging from from uh, from the poster that you have back there." I'm like, "I'm like, honey." They don't know they're jerk socks. They're just fucking socks. I've told you they're jerk socks for the show. You have this image of them being jerk socks to them. They think it's this fucking weirdo that has that has socks hanging on a poster that says Cobras and Fire.
1: Oh my lord. Can I share a somewhat similar story that's actually harder to evade than yours? I right, go ahead. I have these giant inflatable penises in the basement here. <laughs> Uh, no you don't. And it, it's from this thing you got at Spencer's called a cockfight and it's like a vel- it, the penis is velcroed onto a belt that you put on and you basically just whack each other's penises until one falls off, right? So these things are just hanging along the back. And my mom was here for a visit and uh oh, wow. she wanted to kind of come down and check out the the studio and stuff and 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 there's people like like the band was here, so she was watching this, and she's like, "Why do you guys have inflatable penises back?" here? best response I had was because that's where we keep the inflatable penis.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never had that. That's that's even more uncomfortable. But
1: uh, yeah, so we're going blue already in the first... uh, Yeah, yeah, we're back-to-back, baby. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So what what, what are we getting into today, man? Because I don't know. Apparently you're not coming out of the closet with anything but a pair of socks. That's right.
3: So here's the deal. We... We at Cobras and Fire, you know the what's the general theme of the show besides
1: uh, not not staying on course with with. We show are a comedy rock show with a slant towards new music, uh, but we also embrace everything that we love about rock music while also mocking pretty much all the people who make it.
3: Yeah, we make fun of what we love, but also because we're more focused on like newer bands. There are a list that I was shocked, and I'm going to call this episode. Uh, unplayed monsters of rock. There are some titans in rock history.
1: So they we're playing supr- the new. We're gonna play the new uh, Wilson record.
3: Mostly focused on 70s bands. Can you believe that we make it, th- made it this far and we never played anything by the Beatles?
1: Yeah, I mean, just because they don't do a lot of heavy stuff. Oh, wait, no, we played Mean Mr. Mustard. Boom! <laughs> scoreboard! <laughs> scoreboard!
3: <clears throat> yeah, and we also played a little bit of. Vinnie Vincent Onion. episode, bitches. Uh, we also played a little bit of Glass Onion on. Oh, yeah. The Guns N' Roses episode, but nothing, not a full song. We've never played anything. we never talked about Beatles. So, you know, I I figured, did you go, I guess my question is, I went through a huge Beatles phase in college. Did you go through a Beatles phase or is it just like, here it is here and there or?
1: No, big time. Uh, I had, I've had, uh, Beatles are up there with like Kiss and Black Sabbath for me where like it's almost waves that kind of re-, re repeat, and then when I when I start thinking about it, I have to hear a lot of it, and then John Lennon's solo is, is a big thing for me too. Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten. It. I've only had the greatest hits. I never. Well, he's got stories. a lot of really weird and a lot of really bad stuff, but he's got a lot of really cool stuff too. I mean, uh, I I don't know. So that kind of ties into but that for me, that's connected to my Beatles thing more than say the latest Peter Chris solo record would be tied to kiss for me. Sure, but like the John Lennon one,
3: what's the one where they're all naked on the front of it? Oh uh, what's back? it called Two virgins? Is that what is there did he actually put out any good album or is it just like scattered scatter shot?
1: Oh, you know I, I have his box set. And that that covers all everything for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm I, I'm not an album expert. I think the Imagine album. I guess I've owned that, and that's pretty good. Sure. Uh, but how many times have you jerked off to that Two Virgins album cover? <laughs> Never at all. You, you talk about winter bush. I mean, there's
3: there's no maintenance going on there. Yeah, boy, that is beans. a that is a full. I mean, during during the winter, that is this is covering you up and keeping you nice and warm. All I can tell you is that album cover is if I if I wake up with wood, all I do is just look at that look <laughs> at that cover and I instant, I instantly go go uh, limp to uh, to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, it's very inconvenient when you wake up wake up that way and you gotta take a piss. Just yeah. use
1: that. I would say just put that uh, above your toilet bowl. Uh, One last thing on John Lennon's solo before we kick it back to the Beatles. Sure. Uh, Just avoid any song with the word Yoko in the title. Oh, God. I I I would would assume so, yes. For the Beatles,
3: what it was with me is a lot like the Stones, where it wasn't until midway through I don't think the Stones have that many great albums. uh, What I'm saying is that with the Beatles, I liked it from...
1: I would say revolver forward. I like. I didn't. I, didn't I had feel... waves for me. Initially, it was the pop stuff. I, I kind of leapfrogged over Rubber Soul and Revolver, which you know t- are almost sister records. A lot like sure. Dynasty and uh, and Unmasked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. But anything after that—that's like where like they got the kind of psychedelic stuff. And then I got into that. And then eventually, I kind of came back. I, Rubber Soul and Revolver might be them at their artistic best at least you know being a cohesive band working together writing you know kind of thoughtful songs but before that was kind of their their big hits and after that was like them basically saying nobody's better than us now they i've said this time and time again they benefited from a clean slate you know it's it would be really hard to be the beatles now no. but yeah. because so much has been done but the fact that they did what they did with it and they coming from where they came from. They weren't like these pampered art school kids like the the Rolling Stones were. They, I mean these these were blue collar guys, and and they were just basically better than everybody else at the time. And 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 now even now, like if you meet Ringo, if you meet Paul, it's like that guy is a fucking Beatle. And that, that's just I don't know. For what it's worth, I like the whole thing. Is all I'm getting at.
3: No, I hear you. I mean, six or seven years. I mean, the Beatles have been talked about ad nauseum, obviously, in, sure. in culture. But but I'll just tell you that that uh, I, I would say I would say that the White Album is like Use Your Illusion One and Two. If I didn't love Use Your Illusion One and Two, like I, I can make one great album out of it, and it has some of my favorite music off of it. Abbey Road is
1: probably my favorite album by them. Hmm. And, I would say uh, the White Album is more like my open up and say ah. You don't like the White Album? No, I love the White Album. Okay, <laughs> Jesus! It's like that is a terrible comparison. You, you've already compared. It was a joke. I mean, we're a comedy rock show, bro.
2: Oh, okay, do I bro. even
1: know you, bro? I don't think so. Uh, but but I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. All I gotta tell you
3: is that that the first time that I saw uh heard Helter Skelter was on "Shout the Devil."
1: Same yes. here. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I might have heard the Pat Benatar version first. There's the Pat Benatar version. Yeah, but a song
3: that no one should cover, by the way. What, Helter Skelter? Yeah. Well, I think that that it was uh, the Motley did a great job of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I know, I guarantee, I heard the Motley Crew version first but okay. I, know, I can read liner notes and I know who Lennon and McCartney were <laughs> uh,
2: when I get to the bottom I go back to the top of the slide. where's
3: You know, the thing I like love about the Beatles is that they were a four-person personality band. Yeah. And there's just so much to talk about them with pop culture and everything like that. And the thing that really hooked me at, you know, like age, I think it was like 19 or 20 or something. I know it was in college, but it but was that anthology six-hour ABC special.
1: It was great, wasn't it? It really broke down the history. It was something – it was like – I might have even taking the week off to watch that, because that was on prime time.
3: That pretty much cemented it with me was the you know the the random strange videos that they had like for Strawberry Fields they basically hand out of a tree.
1: Or but of but bullshit. all the the mythology and the oh yeah you know no, it's like it. It, it's very much like Kiss you know you think about like the Satanistic you know overtones mm-hmm. sure you know Gene having a cow tongue I mean Lucy in the sky with diamonds LSD. All their own kind of like backwards messages was Paul dead, you know, because he's barefoot and his his stride is different. I don't know if a lot of the stuff was intentional because they always claim it wasn't. But it was brilliant, and it's so much fun to talk about. Part of the thing that
3: I loved about first getting into the Beatles was I actually got the past masters or something. You know, we sound like morons talking about the Beatles. Here's here's the general thing is that, that I, I got in deep with them, the... Just the Sonics, I mean, I, I, you just had to be blown away with how great the mix is and everything
1: like that. Yeah, I mean, and they or recorded nowadays. a lot of that stuff with four tracks. Right. Touching back to, we just talked to uh, Treble about the recording of the Jesus Christ record. A lot of times when one of us would get frustrated, I would just remind him, like, we're, we're working with, we already have more at our fingertips than the Beatles had. So, <laughs> so we should be able to do something credible and with that too is that sounding an, uh, I, I, I'm not saying I can write yeah. a fucking you know
3: strawberry fields baby what's your favorite Beatles song I can tell you mine right away
1: oh it's I can't hard. no I mean uh, the, really? no I mean there's too many you know what help or paperback writer We're a little bit past the deadline, but how was your Father's Day? I mean, what do your kids do for you
3: on Father's Day? What I usually get is I get breakfast in bed, which I describe as the same exact thing as eating breakfast at a table, except with more anxiety because the all you, all you're worried about is shit spilling all over the sheets. <laughs> That's essentially what my Father's my main thing is is they get served everything there. And I mean, do you, have you ever had breakfast in bed? Have you ever been served that by your wife, like like some kind of girlfriend? Yeah. Okay, uh, girlfriend. There's there's no reason. What's the purpose of that? Did, did I have no tray? idea.
1: It was never something I ever aspired to get. Now, no, I mean, if a yeah. child brings it to you, it's a little different. Uh, I understand
3: that, but then then what they do is they jump on the fucking bed, and it's it's like it's it's like a bounce
1: house. And well, here's here's bouncing. how you handle that. You know, you yeah, Anytime a uh, a child brings you breakfast in bed, you you, you look him in the eye and say. What are you, a fucking cliche? Are you bringing me breakfast in bed? I mean, you're almost five. Okay, put this on the goddamn table. How about you brew some coffee and let us come down going, oh, it smells so good. No, you bring it to me in my bed like I'm going to eat it here? Jesus Christ, get your head out your ass loose. Junior, 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 junior. <laughs> uh, I,
3: you and know, then I scream. I just scream. There's no more originality in the world. I uh, shove, I, how about, dude? Do,
1: what do you do for your dad for Father's Day? I forget to call him mostly. Yeah, that. Uh, that's. Uh, well, I mean, I mean. That was the way it was for me. You know, I'm not trying to be pitty, but my, my my father passed in 2009. But prior to that, it was like, oh, I got to remember to get him a card or call him or something. You pay a little more attention to the mom. I get a text from Jade every year, and that's it. Uh, and by the way, that's plenty. I I really I'm I I'll take that over breakfast in bed. <laughs> Did you hear that how Tommy Lee uh he has a son Brandon that he wrote a super kick-ass song about
2: your mother gave-
1: Did you hear how Brandon celebrated uh, Father's Day? I
3: did, but but I want to go into this more. So please describe it for anybody that has not heard it. And by the way, this did not happen in Florida.
1: Yeah. Okay, this is in California, people. Sure. Now, Brandon is the offspring of Tommy and uh, mm-hmm. Baywatch bimbo uh, Pamela Anderson. Yes. Uh, And former Playmate, all that good stuff. Real
4: quick, do you know
3: when he was a baby, do you know what his first word was?
1: As a huge Motley Crue fan, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I do not know that. Rad. (laughs) Are you sure it wasn't (laughs) bitching? No, it was definitely rad. That's 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 totally rad, bro. My rod is rad. Uh, and then, then the baby honked the boat horn with his ball.
3: <laughs> That's what
0: I'm saying. That's
1: right. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. He's like a 22, 20 year old kid now. Um, Good God, that makes me feel old. A few weeks uh, before Father's Day, uh, him and Tommy got into a scuffle, and it was apparently physical enough that Tommy called the cops on his son and wanted to file <laughs> press assault charges against his own son. <laughs>
3: Imagine how, how bad your parenting must be that you're getting, having a living shit beat out of you and you have to call the cops when your son is beating you
2: down.
1: And again, this wasn't in Florida. These, this, <laughs> mom and dad aren't poor, okay? This is a yeah. kid who had everything financially taken care of his entire life. You know, at one point, at one point Tommy Lee had a Starbucks inside of his house. It probably still does. I, I no, I'm, I'm not kidding you. You
3: know that. No, right, I, of
1: not? course. Yeah, I saw the okay. MTV Cribs. At, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just saying this is not like some trailer park thing where there's just like you know all right. this kind of not right. the, what you would typically picture uh, a situation like this e- evolving to. Anyway, so for apparently it wasn't just a fight. The kid knocked Tommy unconscious, and and. It was in his bedroom, and Tommy's like in his tidy whities. As a parting moment, he took a quick snapshot of Tommy basically blacked out on the floor in his underwear. So for Father's Day, he posted it on Instagram and said, Happy Father's Day.
3: Can I tell you why this all happened?
1: I can tell you I don't feel bad for Tommy Lee. Tell me why it all no. happened. No. I tell you why. The, the, uh,
3: upon further investigation from the police, what happened is that uh, you know they put him in, they didn't, they they sent him down for questioning, and they asked him why Why did you do this? And he said that you know he's he's never really gone through the whole Motley Crue catalog, and he came upon <laughs> Generation Swine, and went to the closing track of that, he, and heard that he heard. <laughs> He immediately saw red beat the shit off his dad the police then listened to the song and dropped all charges
2: my head's in
3: discovered a band and they were either midway through their career or at the end and you just had this wealth of their, like a, their a entire back discography yeah, yeah the back catalog to jump
1: love into. it one of the best parts of discovering a band is the back catalog that you can almost yep. get to go backwards on i got into kiss on kiss alive too motley Crue was one of the few bands that got into pretty early but they still had too fast for love the Beatles, obviously, their entire catalog. Right, that's uh, what I bring that up. Iron Maiden, I got into just before Power Slave. I mean, almost all these bands. That are, Judas Priest. I mean, there's so many. I think it's great.
3: Yeah, no, no, and, and but ZZ just just
1: to relate to that, ZZ Top was not one of them that I really was that inspired to go. Through Let me ask show. you this, because like yeah, I, I have this thing that there are sometimes that I hear a song. And I really like it, right? But I know there is no chance I will like the rest of this band's catalog. I just have this instinct, and it's almost always right. Almost like somebody who heard more than words knew, like, I will not like Extreme, but I love this song. ZZ Top is like that for me. I I knew, looking just, because I heard that name, they were always in the Columbia house, and I was like, what the hell is that? ZZ Top? What is it? And then, you know, our uh, (laughs) Eliminator came out. I knew there's no way I will like that stuff that I saw with those cheesy album covers, that this is not the same band. And I was right. Trace Hombre's does that sound like something you want to check out? No, nope. no, nope. Like, no, I, 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 yeah, no. Te Haas? I, I, no thanks. Uh, Tay nope. Nas, I tried. It, I never did. <laughs> I did, I did, but 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 uh, they
3: were ba- basically just a greatest hits band for me. But the ones, the stuff that I, that is great by them is, I mean, guitar playing is unbelievable.
1: But I could easily put together a fifteen to twenty song show that I want to. see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
3: Yeah, so, anyways, that that, that has been always awesome. And And I want to, as far as the back catalog, is my. The first band that I went and just went and got every single album of theirs was Van Halen. So, Van Halen, you know, 16 years old, limited budget, I went and bought the actual LPs, which were like three bucks each. I bought everything for like 20 bucks, their entire back catalog. And the first song that I was like shocked came out in 1978. There's a track I'm going to play right now which is almost Primitive Thrash and that's On Fire.
1: Who else is on fire, Loose Cannon, and that is you, because you have, you have really sparked your your, your complaining about not being on other shows has turned into mm-hmm. you yeah. being invited onto all these shows. Uh, give us an update. Are you have a VIP episode coming with uh, Vic for the Rock and Pod Expo VIP people, right? Yes, I mean, it, again, as a young man, uh, again, my nickname is Loose, but my real
3: name is Lucifer Cannon. I mean, I wasn't invited to many parties because of that. Yeah, you know, just, just parents were not greasy. Well, th- that's your theory. <laughs> I think it was something else. But, yeah, so anyway, I'm starting to make friends. I mean, Stephen Michael came by. We talked to him when he was in town in Denver. And then – And Steve, uh, uh, the guy with the martini and tight jeans. Yeah, them in the last episode. Check that out with the Freedom Fest. Yeah, and then Victor Ruiz of the Rock and Pod VIP podcast – you know all those special ones only available for ten dollars donors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was on one. Yeah. Well, he overheard the episode where I, said I was the uninvited, and he basically gave gave me uh, what I will consider a podcaster pity fuck.
1: Yeah. Well, he also gave me hell. He tried to throw me under the bus for like you know <laughs> uh, uh, pod blocking you. <laughs> I was invited on his show to do a uh, episode
3: that I came up with. Of course, like you say, that I'm very controlling. I came up with a theme. Yeah, I can't oh, wait episode. to hear it. When's it coming up? It's not coming up, <laughs> It's not coming out, Paco, because I recorded it in my car at uh, with no air conditioning. Because the only time with the time difference, because he is a Spaniard. Are you aware of this? I am. Yeah, I recorded with him. I we had to work out a schedule. When when did you, the time in Spain is what seven hours difference or something?
1: Something like that, yeah.
3: Okay, I know you don't you don't deal well with time zones, but what time did you record with them in the day?
1: It was in the Roughly. evening here. Like I don't know. Oh, between, really? I don't know six, mm. oh. seven, something like that. Oh, look, now, look I, at you! I, if I recall, it, this is now maybe Vic is like I'm not doing this anymore because he probably had to do it for a bunch of us, on, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, because maybe that's really late. I think he said it was like one or two in the morning there.
3: D- correct. Yeah, you were you were totally fucking him big time. Because, uh, uh, yeah, the, the 2 o'clock is... And I was like, there's, fuck there's, it. If I
1: have eight. to have loose cannon on my show, he's working on my clock. That's
0: right.
3: So he's like, he's like, can you record it too? Uh, I guess so. I guess I can go on extended lunch from work. I suppose I can risk my job and get fired yeah, just to sure. fucking talk to he's, you. D- just, to, just to talk about insignificant shit. W- where can you do that? Oh, I can do it in my car. Oh, but we don't have too much background noise. Why don't you cut your air conditioning? Great. That sounds good. I sweat just like I did at Freedom Fest, this, these entire shows. And both of them are completely unusable. We tried it twice, and there's disconnection problems, <laughs> um, all this stuff like that. So we're actually changing the theme, and there'll be an episode at some point that's just uh, a different thing. Uh, so, are you thank leaving you. some
1: details out? Because you do like to control things a little bit. Did, now, did Vic say, this is unacceptable, or did you hear it and say, this is unacceptable? <laughs> we both did as a team. All right. I'm going to need to hear from Vic on this one. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: You'll have to hear it. There, there's entire segments. There's entire segments where you can't hear anything I'm saying. Him too. And he had some technical difficulties where he couldn't split the tracks. And
1: I definitely hope it gets lined up. I look forward to it.
3: sure if you're aware of this but uh bob Ezrin produced a deep purple album a couple years ago called now what with a question mark and explanation mark i am aware at the end of it
1: okay did you hear it no uh don't tell rob kern because i think he really liked that record <laughs> i i tried to, to listen to a couple of tracks prior
3: to the show i don't know it sounds well produced that's all i can say i don't, I don't know uh deep purple i mean I, have you ever gone deep on the purple? I mean, is there any albums you would recommend besides? I love
1: Perfect Strangers. They're they're kind of comeback record. Uh, yeah, this first song. to Really, the
3: best. yeah. Okay, because that's that's the one that that there was a time when I listened to Eddie Trunk, and <laughs> and bought his whole like book where it give, he had like playlists for bands that had like more of the deep tracks, and I, I think I bought a couple songs off this, like the title track, and I was surprised it
1: was nothing about (laughs) Balky. Were you Uh, too? This is pre-Balky. Oh, it's pre-Balky. Perfect Strangers (laughs) came out in 84. I believe that show was 85 or 86. Okay, I wasn't uh, sure. Um, yeah, so no, yeah, there, I was not surprised because I never watched that uh, show anyway. Horrible, horrible show. Yeah, yes, uh, horrible. classic 80s, though. Um, mm. As a matter of fact, I think uh, Perfect Strangers is the name of Mr. Steak's next band.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
2: you, you know what
3: also I, is, that the competi- do you know what the competing band is that they have in the, uh,
1: the whole uh, Battle of the Bands? Is it uh, My Two Dads? No, it's Bosom Buddies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think my two dads should go up against Bosom Buddies. <laughs> that was a horrible show. It's surprising
3: that if that show was out now, it would be about two gay guys and a kid. Wouldn't
1: it? it my well. Two my two moms. Wouldn't it be that no? interesting if it was just two gay guys with an Asian kid? I mean. I, <laughs> It, it really has to be like, hey, our sperm got mixed up in a vagina. It's like, that's it's like, it's oh, wait, like, wait, wait. this is what the was one, that this show the about that the bo- robot girl? What was her name? Hold on for a second. No, no, dads, what was the name of the girl? The robot girl. The, uh, uh, it's a situation comedy, and the, the girl was like, oh, uh, Twink or something like that. Fuck, you're making stuff up. Are you talking about Short Circuit? Yeah, no, I'm talking about a TV show, not a movie, a sitcom, and the girl was actually a robot that acted human, but she talked kind of like this and waved her arms like a robot a lot. Yeah, it was like Twink or something like that. It wasn't called Twink. I said or something like that. That leaves the door open for something else. Get your head
3: out of your ass loose. Listen to me. First off, you're not aware of this, but Short Circuit was a limited miniseries on ABC from uh from 86 to
1: 87 yeah well you know i i had friends so i don't know that stuff getting back to deep purple though i i think the album's called who do we think we are it was the first one i ever owned on cassette i believe well perfect stranger was the first one uh but this had M- woman from tokyo which may be my favorite deep purple song of all time that's yeah, a great song uh, yeah. but uh, the super trooper smooth dancer uh rat bat blue there's some pretty cool stuff on this thing um place in line is on there too i, I that'd be a record i would check out i know machine head is the popular one because that's got smoke on right. the water <laughs>
3: space trucking highway oh, yeah. star there's a lot of a lot of things with uh moving a, a it via- that's my space trucking thing that's pretty good yeah Thanks. a lot of the other things with moving the, the the car around i mean besides those three songs maybe a pictures of home never before garbage lazy very lazy i mean seven this is a seven track album dude seven tracks is all you needed same with who do we think we are Really? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, even Black Sabbath put out eight. Masters of Reality was six songs and two instrumentals. But Christ, at least it had eight tracks. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. If I'm going to dive in, you're telling me to check out which albums? Perfect Strangers and what else?
1: Well, I would say Who Do We Think We Are and... Meatloaf was going on tour, like a bat out of hell. Hmm. With both Kulik brothers? I don't believe either Kulik is involved in this tour. Okay. Continue. But some late breaking news: uh, Meatloaf is uh, going to be replaced by somebody else uh, for the rest of the tour. He apparently has a hard time singing now. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. What? Yeah, Meatloaf will not be singing on his upcoming world tour. Um, <laughs> That is literally the first line of the press release. Hold on. Well, Vince Nillo has never sang on any of his tours. <laughs> you're saying he's not going to be present? No. no. Oh, now, okay. Now, we've seen, like, Rat go through their whole thing where... Yeah, Stephen Piercy, there should be an announcement.
3: Stephen Piercy would not be singing in Rat. <laughs> no, <laughs> this no, next no. Tour.
1: This, He'll be there. This is more like Stephen Piercy is going on a solo tour but will not be at the shows. I mean, this <laughs> I is not a band replacing a member. You know, as as much as we poke fun at that, like, you can't be rat without Warren Martini or Steven Piercy. This is Meatloaf, the only member of Meatloaf, because it's a solo act. Sure. Is, is Sting <laughs> also being
3: replaced by somebody else? Yeah, or Meatloaf Madon- will not be... Madonna. Meet. Prince, if he was still alive, is is... is <laughs> makes zero sense. I just
1: I just have to say this again. Hey, go ahead. Meatloaf <laughs> Meatloaf will not be singing on his reported upcoming world tour. <laughs> he's going to be replaced by a guy from American Idol named Caleb Johnson who apparently played him on some Broadway thing too. I or something like that. So he's kind of chubby. Sort of looks like Meatloaf, <laughs> and can actually sing. It's like Meatloaf is treating his his solo career like a Broadway play. Like uh, tonight's pre- tonight Meatloaf will not be performed by Meatloaf. It will be performed by his understudy, uh. Olive Loaf. Olive Loaf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: Everyone, oh, is that is that less a ridiculous of a name? I mean, what an unfortunate name of all the
1: the the names in rock history. I don't know the background ex- there. Did he pick it, or how did that come up? I know he's always uh, been kind of chunky. I I, I mean, I, what was he know. called? Bitch tits in uh, Fight Club.
2: <laughs> Bob had bitch tits.
1: <gasps> they couldn't put they couldn't put bitch tits in an album
3: cover in the seventies. Yeah, you know his his first album. A little untrue fact. The working title was Bitch Tits, and it was called You're Killing Me Smalls. <laughs> i would probably be more i'd be more apt to seek fruitcake than would meatloaf mostly because i like fruit better than than a loaf i don't how do you not not cancel you're canceling the tour it's not
1: meatloaf anymore this is actually meatloaf meatloaf 2.0 oh yes i mean at least say something like that like meatloaf is not a person it's a lifestyle he's more than just the loaf he is the next level. I think he
3: can be replaced. Do you want to comment on this? I mean, I think it can be done. You mean like um, I don't know, like uh, yeah, like a pack of dogs, like a pack of dogs. Yes, yes. He, he's he's anything you want him to be. He is the meat. He is the loaf. He is he is extending an olive loaf branch to a person that's going to help him out on this tour. He is taking it next level. This is Meatloaf 2.0. All right. We should respect this. We should respect this. There is going to be a man out there just like him, sweating in a full suit and saying saying things he would do for love, but he won't do that. He'll be talking about bats in various places on the underworld. He will take it to the next level. He is Meatloaf 2.0. Can you get behind this, Baco? I think we can.
1: Well, that's enough about meatloaf. I mean,. <laughs> <laughs> I is can't believe re- we're even really... talking about it, but that is absurd, right? I mean, I've never heard anything like that before. No, in my life. The solo how artist can, can going that... on tour, like Billy Joel is going on tour, but uh, uh, Axl Rose will be singing Billy Joel for. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I just wanted to take a second to say thank you. You've been uh, very gracious. Uh, I, I can speak for Treble. I know that you allowed us to kind of indulge an entire episode of Cobras and Fire for <laughs> Jesus Chrysler, uh, and we just want to say we appreciate that. You've also been well, very—you uh, know—you've been very uh, heavy on sharing things uh, on social media as far as getting the album out there and letting people know that. Not only the songs you like, but that it's out there and available. So uh, I would like to say thanks.
3: Well, the only reason I'm doing that is because the album doesn't suck. I mean, in short, it's it's just good songwriting, and uh, I like the majority of the album. I don't know what what more I can say. I mean, I uh, I actually went back and checked out Make Bold Statements for the f- simple fact that I didn't realize this, but when I was on the plane heading back from Minnesota, I only had so many downloaded songs cause I like to stream. <laughs> Okay. As, you like this, it, as you know, and but I went back there and I was as uh, I totally saw the difference between happy album and more evil album. But I never noticed that before.
1: The that yin, people,
3: the yang, the light. It really light, is. Yeah. Like there's, there's more. You know, between uh, goddamn Hans, uh, handsome man, you got uh, oh, Devil We're Art, Though you have songs about the devil, but they're more upbeat and more fun.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, the night all later definitely has heavier themes, but the point is. Yep loose I really appreciate it uh treble the whole band is very happy that we you, you you let us suck up two hours of cobras and fire time and promote the album I hope people like it I hope people listen uh, if you didn't we're back to being cobras and fire and I appreciate your patience beyond that as a my way of saying thank you let's talk about a band that we haven't played Led Zeppelin they have a song called thank
0: Refuse to shine I would still be loving you When mountains crumble to the sea There will still be you and me My world it smiles. Your hand in mine, we walk the miles. But thanks to you, it will be done. For you to me, i the only one. The sun refused to shine. I would still be loving you. Mountains crumble to the sea. There will still be
2: you and me.
3: So let's let's close this episode out with a. Mm-hmm with a uh, Rolling Stones track, another band Ooh, we've yeah. never played on the on this show. And first, before I go into that, are you a Stones fan at all? Do you like their 70s stuff? Do you like anything?
1: Love the you Stones. Really to... uh, a yeah, l- a okay. little less than the Beatles, but uh, they don't, they have so much, you know, their catalog is so big. They only have a couple records that I like as albums. Um, Give me them. Give me them right now. Uh, well, Sticky I can tell Figures you my... is one of them. Uh, yep. Exile and Main Street, obviously. Uh, really yeah i think I, there's a lot of crap on that like well, turd on the run well it's because it's it, it's it's because it's two two records but uh oh uh, you know what stuff. i actually really like the uh uh a bigger bang i think it's called they're they're one of their more recent ones i liked uh not that one but one of the other two steel wheels was okay let it bleed oh let it bleed really is probably my favorite stone song of all time yeah oh let it bleed the song itself yeah okay yeah, but that album is—I mean, come on. Yeah, the album's not that great, but uh, really, uh, well, it's okay. Right. I mean, look, I'm not trying to rip them, but I, I, look, because I fucking love them. I, It's—I don't know that. No, record, they or... have
3: a lot of. Listen, they have their catalog is maybe twenty-five to thirty percent gold.
1: Yeah, they but a the, lot. Their high notes the are gold. so high. It's almost like oh, it's almost like the Rothier of Van Halen for their entire career. When they hit, yeah. it, it's so good. I would like to close it out with Can't You Hear Me Knocking? Ooh, we nice. You wanna do the close up? not dead. It was knocked out by Tommy Lee's son. winger just shoved it up his ass and pulled it out his pussy and fucking threw it on the floor i have nothing to add about that
3: that analogy or the description
4: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football